0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. bismillah, Alhamdulillah wa ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi alaykum brothers and sisters. Um welcome to another edition nightly edition 9 p.m. the coronavirus um diaries. So we are live. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we ask for his Peace and blessings upon the Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Joining me again today, uh, Abu Yusuf. assalamu Alaikum, Abu Yusuf. Wa Alaikum assalam. salaam How are you, Taji? Alhamdulillah. I'm good. I'm good. We thank Allah. How are you today?
1: Alhamdulillah. Um, you know, coronavirus, uh, now it's, uh, I think, getting personal because uh, we know friends and family uh, who are affected by it. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, I think he posted earlier on, Dr. Ridwan. Yes. Uh, may Allah give him shifa. Uh, one of the Ameen. Medical doctors, frontline staff, um, we learned today that uh, since yesterday he has the uh, coronavirus, uh, so uh, it, I think for many of us in the coming days it's going to get more difficult, more challenging, because it's going to be affecting us either directly or indirectly through friends and family, so uh, we ask Allah to make uh, the upcoming days easy for us. I mean, yeah, Rob,
0: brothers and sisters, um, uh, Abu Yusuf mentioned uh, Abu Hisham. Abu Hisham, he looks after this page. There is a there is a page on the internet uh, on on YouTube, which I've just put on Facebook, which I've just put up. Muslim parents in training. So that's that's his Facebook page, which he runs, and uh, he writes articles about parenting. He's a doctor in in London and uh sadly uh i was in touch with him today we were in touch with him today and he now has the coronavirus so we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to uh, grant him shifa um to give him a a speedy recovery um but he's actually written on that page if you if you go to that page uh, and there's a link of that you know just below this video that that you're watching uh he's actually written about his first day with this the situation with his wife the anxiety that his wife has the fact that he's now in this one room uh in the home his temperature that you know it's it's a testing situation but i would really advise you you know read that uh read that that entry uh inshallah very informative to see what it is that we are facing with this particular thing uh, please remember him and his family remember them in your du'as remember the brother in your du'as and uh uh, on my on the WhatsApp group for my message, um, you know, you now have stories of somebody like somebody's father has passed away from coronavirus. Um, my guest on Sunday is Brother Muazzam Beg, Inshallah Taala. He attended the Janazah where they buried somebody. Uh, one of our other brothers, his mother-in-law, was buried on Monday from coronavirus. So COVID nineteen is is here and is 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 testing. And uh, really this is something that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to lift soon and to give us strength to deal with it. Um, as usual, let's just start with uh, a dua that we make, asking Allah to protect us from this and any other thing. In the name of Allah, who of
2: name, on the one ardi not in the وهو السميع العليم بسم الله الذي لا يضر اسمه شيء في الارض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم
0: الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام علي رسول الله um, today, so that is our topic um our topic that is the coronavirus a punishment from allah subhanahu wa taala um this this is something which comes to the minds of of some some of us at these times that you hear these discussions and it's good to go to the quran to look to the times when people were being tested and to look to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about it. Abu Yusuf which surah did you choose uh,
1: to go through today to illustrate this point? ar-Rahim. So I think uh, just uh, as a way of uh, introduction before talking about the specific verses um, in surah fatiha we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al mustaqim show us the straight path. And this is the dua that we make to Allah in all of our prayers the when we pray. And and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then he tells us a bit more about this the path of those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, blessed and not the path of those who've and the anger of allah and those who are misguided and the entirety of the quran really if you, if from Surah al-baqar onwards allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains these uh this guidance so we go to the quran we find the lives of the prophet alayhi alayhi sallam, alayhi find, uh, the lives of the righteous uh, and uh, and the believers um, how they were tested and tried at the same time we find the lives um, and the history of nations, how they were tested and tried. So uh, with that in mind, I was just thinking about what can we actually talk about today. And uh, the story of Musa السلام, and Fir'aun, as you know, it's, uh, it's throughout the entire Quran itself. Uh, and it's uh, very detailed. And in Surah Al-A'raf, uh, verse uh, uh, 130, 30. and then I think to Hundred thirty four, thirty five, thirty three. Yeah, yeah. There's about four or five verses there where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He mentions um, the punishment uh, which descended upon the people of Firaun. and uh, and when we go through these verses, I think there is very some important lessons uh, for us to ponder and contemplate upon uh, as we are experiencing uh, a calamity. Uh, that we haven't experienced in our own generation, and the entire world is experiencing that, and how can we take some lessons from that? So, uh, inshallah ta'ala, uh, these verses, we'll go through them tonight. Um, so, if you want to follow in your mushaf, then it's uh, Surah Al-A'raf, uh, Surah number 7, and we're going to start with verse uh, 130, and I think you probably got a, a clip. Wow. Um uh, uh,
0: brother Yameen, uh, may Allah bless him, make dua for him and his family, has recorded a clip for me. Let us listen to uh, his recitation of those verses. 130, Surah
3: Al Aharaf. عَلٰٓى اِنَّمَا الطَّآئِرُ عِنْدَ اللّٰهِ وَلٰكِنَّ اَكْثَرَهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُوْنَ وَقَالُوْا مَهْمَا تَاْتِيْنَا بِهٖ مِنْ اٰيَةٍ لِّتَسْحَرَنَّا بِهَا فَمَا نَحْنُ لَكَ بمؤمنين مُؤْمِنِيْنَ فَاُصَلِّ عَلَيْهِمْ وفَنَ الْوَرْدِ والقمل وَالضَّفَادِعِ وَالدَّمِ آيَاتٍ مُفَصَّلَاتٍ فَاسْتَكْبَرُوا وَكَانُوا قَوْمًا مُجْرِمِينَ
0: كَذَّبَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ so that uh, recitation by Brother Yamin, uh, Mashallah, going through Surat Al-Araf verse 130 onwards,
1: I will use to forward to you. In the name of Allah, the Most Gracious, the Most Merciful. Alhamdulillah, Alamin, Wa laqabatul Muttaqin, Wa salat, Wa ala sidiina Muhammad, Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi jamain. So the verse, uh, um, Surat Al-Araf verse 130, just a uh, quick. Uh, uh background to these verses these verses are really are the verses which were revealed about the life of musa alaih and he's dealing with firaun and uh, and banu israel's uh, last days uh in uh, egypt so this is, this is the end of that chapter uh in the life of musa salam, and banu israel uh and it's just the concluding um uh, part uh of that uh um phase of the life of musa alayhi salam and israel in egypt so here um as you know that musa السلام, he while well, he was in uh in, in egypt uh after he was actually uh he left to Madian. He came back as a messenger, as a prophet, and he went Fir'aun, to Pharaoh, inviting him to believe in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and also to free the people of Banu Israel who were in servitude. In, in uh, there were slaves, uh, and Fir'aun, he actually rejected that, and and subsequently there was encounters between Musa salam, and uh, and the and the magicians, and he showed them the great signs. Uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and miracles and they rejected that So all of that has already happened and it's like the the, the final uh, stage uh, of that uh, uh, incident uh, with uh, or with um, Fir'aun So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here uh, in this verse, um, Surah, uh, Surah Al-A'raf in verse 130 He said, <laughs> مِنَ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَذَّكَّرُونَ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and certainly we seized the people of Fir'aun, with years of famine, and with uh, reduction in fruits, uh, in, in, in crops. So that they may be reminded. It's almost like a last chance for Fir'aun and his people to be uh, mindful. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very emphatic in, in the language that he's using. When you see in the Qur'an uh, the phrase laqad," indeed, there's actually an assumed qasam, there's an assumed oath, wallahi, by Allah. So it's very emphatic. It's like by Allah, certainly we seized the people of Firaun with bissineen, with famine, and with reduction of, uh, of crops. Now why is that being mentioned here famine and reduction of crops is actually talking about if you like in the modern term we talk about their economic well-being their economic status in those times you know they need, were not industrialized it was agricultural societies so they were really used to in terms of having good fa- uh, good uh, harvest and etc but if there is a famine and there's a look and there is a lack of produce yeah you know, you're going to be suffering economically and Allah ta'ala. <laughs> Now, mentioning the reasoning, the illa, or if you like, the hikmah, uh, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do that? And this is a really important point. Why did this event actually occur? Allah says, so that they may, yadzakkaroon, they may ponder and think and be be reminded, reminded. So here, there's a very important point in terms of, you know, our situation today in terms of coronavirus Um whether it is a punishment, uh, whether it is a trial, uh, we don't know for, for, for sure. Uh, if it's a punishment, then, you know, we should be really thinking about the sins that as individuals, communities and mankind have committed. And whether it's a trial or a tribulation, then we should think about, you know, how we respond to that. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, لَعَلَّهُمْ يَذَّكَّرُونَ So they may ponder and think about their situation. So there's a very important lesson here for us today in terms of we need to start thinking about the world that we are in the situation that we are in as a result of this coronavirus we can see today the coronavirus is actually brought the entire economic um interaction in the world to a standstill you know that uh, this coronavirus now is actively subhanallah it's is quite amazing is actively promoting governments to stop economic activity which is a bit of an irony which is why why is it a bit of an irony um capitalism i mean it's just the point that's come to my mind has capitalism the basis Mm. of the economic uh foundation is what increasing production they are obsessed with increasing production every year the
0: gdp has to go up and up and up
1: and now this coronavirus has turned the whole thing around where they are they are now obsessed about how do you stop the economic um uh activities because if people are going to work and businesses are opening then it it actually uh increases the contagion of the coronavirus so subhanallah you know one minute you know the world is actually you know fixated with increasing economic productivity and now everyone is now thinking about how do we actually shut down businesses how do we shut down uh, people going to work in order to contain this so there is something for us to think about here so there's so there's many aspects to this but you know in terms of our life that you know whether economically politically socially everything we need to start thinking about as a result of this uh, experience that we are we are facing
0: hmm. the, the, the at the end that yeah, that people need to think we've slowed down now in our lives we're not going to work we're sitting at home and uh, somebody was saying to me like when people are in, in prison mm. so, sometimes you hear some of the people when they're in prison they say you know what i had time to think about my ways what i was doing then i was able to make a change and if somebody can go through this situation not thinking can go through it like a robot wake up eat sleep stay at home but the believer really to think and ponder about how we got here, what is our state, and how do we change our life, our society, the world in a way that's pleasing and following the, the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
1: Bismillah. So, so the next verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues, <laughs> يَطَيَّرُوا بِمُوسَى This is a incredible verse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, But when good came to them, فَإِذَا جَاءَتْهُمُ What did they say? This is ours by right. Now here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wow. there's, there's some, something really special in the uses of the language. I just want to spend a few minutes in talking about this. Um... When you use the um, uh, the word either, the word either in Arabic it means uh, it means when, and it is used for something that will most certainly happen, right? And if you use the word in if, so when and if we use the word in, that the possibility of that thing happening is unlikely or it rarely happens. So if you look at the following uh, phrase. <سيئة> and if a say a bad thing happens to them, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned here that when the hasana a good thing, a good times, where there's no famine, there is plenty of crops, etc. When that comes to them. So فَإِذَا جَاءَتْهُمْ it means that it comes to them regularly and continuously. So they are experiencing life, good life, regularly and continuously by uses of the language, فَإِذَا جاءتهم, When? It's not if, when. And it comes to them regularly and continuously. What do they say? They say, this thing that happens is by our own doings. We are entitled to it. It's our own right. So here all this ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is coming to them regularly and continuously and attribute this blessings to themselves and they think they are entitled to it right and this way into tip whom and when evil things touches them and it touches them seldomly rarely because the word mm. in is used if right so in the scale if you like of good versus evil in terms of their experiencing what are they experiencing more which is happening regularly good things or bad things good things good things and how do we know that we know that from the language so these people they're experiencing generally a good life all the time every season there is harvest and the economy is doing well and people are making money and people are healthy and people are living their life and now and then and now and then when a bad thing comes to them what do they say says uh they say when this bad thing happens they say they say this is an evil omen this is an evil omen in moses and with those with him so so they attributed you know this uh shock this uh uh Musiba that they were experiences, these difficulties that they're experiencing, they attributed that to Musa alayhi salam, uh, alayhi salam, and those who are with him as a evil omen. Now it's it's important to understand what we mean by evil omen. You know here, even here in the West, people have, you know, they have something called evil omen. For example, you know, don't go on. Don't go some on. people some
0: people would say don't walk, up, don't walk under a ladder.
1: Yeah, or something. If you, you
0: see a black cat, then it means if it rains on your wedding day.
1: Yeah, these kinds of things. They have an evil omen in order to um, attribute, you know, misfortunes. Right. So they attributed the misfortunes to who? To Musa السلام, and those with him. Now, the expression that's been used here. يطيروا, يطيروا Musa, it's an expression. Uh, this verb, يطير, is from Tayr. Tayr means birds, right? So you might be asking what's birds got to do with this issue of evil omens? Now, the Arabs, they used to have this superstition before going on a journey, right? The action of the flight of the birds right if the birds are going in the right direction in the right hand side they said well that's good fortune yeah we should go on the journey if it's going on the bad if it's going on the left hand side they said oh there's evil omen here we should maybe reconsider our journey so they used to have these superstitions in order to uh make decisions. so here you know there is a concept here and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to now tell us about what what you know the reality of good and evil he said, "Allah, And this expression, "Allah," certainly, yeah. And this "Allah" is used for a so-called harf tanbih. It's called. It's a particle for to draw attention to the to the listener. So now you've heard what they have said. Allah subhanahu wa taala is saying, "Allah." Now listen up. Listen up here. Inna in their so-called, you know, uh, misfortune or evil omen, which they think is att- attributing it to Musa and those with him, he said, the Allah, it is with Allah. Meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, you know, all the good things that happen to you and all the so-called perceived bad things that happen to you is all from Allah subhanahu Subh'ana wa ta'ala. Allah. Allah, wa aktarahum la ya'lamoon. However, most of them, they know not. Now, this is a very important point for us to think about, because many people are thinking about, okay, coronavirus. Now, coronavirus, in terms of its cause, yes, there's material causes. So, you know, the scientists, um, you know, they're trying to figure out the nature of this cause, how it mutates, so you can, you know, get a a vaccine and so forth. There's material causes. But there is a, a different type of cause people are asking about why this is actually happening, right? So if you just, for example, if you just type in Google, right? Why is uh, uh, coronavirus gripping the world, right? You will find people are saying Mother Nature is kicking back, right? Mm-hmm. Mother Nature is kicking back, or some so they're trying to attribute it to some sort of supernatural causes, all right? Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to explain it, and here there is a point here we as muslims when we want to understand why something ultimately happens right it happens because it's the qadr of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the meaning of ala innama ta'irahum uh, inda allah listen up attention! this so-called bad or uh, uh, evil omen that you think about is actually the qadr of allah it is the decree of allah and it's with him whether it's good whether it's bad and we submit so there is a very important lesson uh, here, Subhanallah. We're about why these types of events actually happen.
0: SubhanAllah. When you were, ex- when you were going through uh, 131, Surah Al Ahraf, uh, brothers and sisters, thank you for joining us. Uh, coronavirus Day 7. Uh, Surah Al Ahraf is Coronavirus a Punishment, and going through 130, 133. I was thinking about our life now because it was mentioning to Fir'aun and his people that you have a lot of good times the benefits come to you a lot. And that's what we've experienced over the last years, the last 50, 60, 20, 13 years of our lives. We've gone to work, we've gone to play, we've gone out with our friends, no issues. And now suddenly in the last few days, we're tested with something. Mm. And I think for the human being never to forget that Allah has blessed us. If we're to be counting his blessings, how many years we've been blessed compared to one day of discomfort, there is no comparison uh when ten, you, you
1: mentioned that point you think about in terms of on the scale of the good things that we have in compar- comparison to so-called bad things that we have mm. generally as human beings the blessings uh, that, that we have even in the most difficult of times the countless blessings that we have is not comparable to the tests that Allah mm. subhanahu wa ta'ala he gives us so he, this verse is very you know very important in the scale of things you know they were having good life and now and then they were being tested and when they were testing they attributed this misfortune to musa alayhis and those who are with him now you know subhanallah you know there is another point is that you know scapegoating people right if you heard of scapegoating in the you know in the western uh country especially muslims so in the current climate or what have you at the moment we taking a bit of a a breather by coronavirus yeah otherwise we are on the headlines yeah otherwise you know we are frontline news right i think in the last few weeks you know, we've had a bit of a break yeah from the news cycle about muslims or islam etc so um so you know the same mentality it was amongst uh, fir'aun and his people of you know scapegoating musa alayhi salam, and those who are with him for their misfortunes rather than think about deeply why these things were actually happening Bismillah. So
0: we move on to 130.
1: 132. Then Allah, uh, then Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala continues and uh, he narrates what they say. So and they said, "No matter what sign you bring us, and you know, no matter what sign you bring us." Um, uh, which is there for the purpose of uh, bewitching us, harana to bewitch us you know to cast magic spells on our eyes Fama laka subhanallah now you know this is this shows the level of uh, rejection of uh, of firaun and his people towards musa salam. so it doesn't matter what evidence what indication you bring to us yeah because whatever you bring to us we're just going to consider it to be magic right we're just going to consider that you actually cast on our eyes and then they say Fama nahnu laka look how emphatic this language is Taji, in in the arabic language we have two types of sen- sentences we have a verbal sentence which starts with the verb and we have something called a nominal sentence.
0: Jumla Ismiya, Jumla fi'liya
1: Well done. You've, you've remembered your Arabic lessons, yeah? Jumla <laughs> fi'liya and Jumla Ismiya. Now, Jumla fi'liya is this the verbs naturally they are constrained by time and place, right? Because actions happen in a time and it happens in a place. And they have this temporary nature. It happens in a specific time in a specific place, right? So it has this temporal nature to it. Uh, so that's the verbal uh, sentence. Now, with uh, with nominal sentence, sentences begin with nouns. They are free from time and place generally, right? So they have this notion of permanence. Now, when they say "fama laka bi this is a nominal sentence, and look how emphatic they are. They're saying, you know, "fama certainly, nahnu we." Like a specifically you, mentioning Musa, be mu'mineen, we will not be believers in you. Meaning, you know what, whatever evidences you bring now or in the future or any time, right, we will not believe you. And this is their obstinacy. This is the the their, their, their depth of their uh, rejection of Musa, a.s. So once that happened, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next verse, what does he say? He said, فَأَرْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ تُوفَانَ وَالْجَرَادَ وَالْقُمَّلَ وَالدَّفَادِعَ وَالدَّمَّ آيَاتٍ مُحَسْلَاتٍ أَسْتَكْبَرُ وَكَانُوا قَوْمًا مُجْرِمِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, فَأَرْسَلْنَا Now this fa, you know this fa is used for uh, immediacy, immediately after this immediately after this allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he sent upon them to fan flood and mm. locusts and ummal. ummal is lice you know lice yeah uh and then what uh, dafa dear which is frogs and what dumb so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent these um things upon them uh as uh well as what ayatim mufassalatin as distinct signs, clear signs. So they were being tested and tried with these things. So kind of look at these things. these are you know flood, locusts, lice, frogs, blood, uh, these things were said as distinct signs. Now some of the uh, you know commentary, for example that's been mentioned, like for example, the issue of the blood, right? What does it mean blood? So uh whenever the cops, ie the people of Firaun, they used to get, uh, um, want to get water from River Nile, the water would turn into blood. Mm-hmm. But if the people of Banu Israel, the followers of Musa, were to get water from the River Nile, it was, was water. So, what they used to do, they used to get the picture of the people of Banu Israel, thinking, if I take their picture, take their sort of jars and what have you, I'll have water. Whenever they used to pick it up and pour it into their cups, you'd turn into blood. SubhanAllah. Allah it, was, akbar. It, it was a big uh, musiba for the cops. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions here, these are ayatim mufassalatin, these are clear verses, clear signs. Now, we need to think about signs. You know, the idea of signs, when you see a sign, what is it, what's, the, what's the significance of signs? Like, for example, you want to go somewhere and you mm-hmm. see a sign, right? Signs indicate to a destination. Signs are there to indicate to a destination, to a goal or to, to some end. Allah mm. subhanahu wa ta'ala says, آيات مفصلات They are clear signs. Signs for what purpose? To indicate to a purpose. So these are all these things were sent as signs for us to think about and, and these signs should point to a particular direction, right? So here then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says even though we've sent these signs rather than them pondering on these signs la'allahum as mentioned earlier on what happened to them what was their attitude fastakbaru they became arrogant so these signs rather than humbling them and making them submissive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they became even more arrogant uh, as a result of these signs then Allah says and these were people who are criminal mujrimin. they were a criminal people subhanallah this is uh, you know these this is an example of Tufan and Jarad and Kumal and and uh, dafadir and, and, and Dham these are clear signs the coronavirus as an example we should see it as a sign a clear sign. Yeah, it's an ayat, uh, a it's a clear sign from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this sign should point to something. It should point to what? It should point to the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he is in absolute control, should make us submissive, not have istikbar, not have Kibr. It should, today, if you think about in the world today that we live, especially Western ideology, if you think about secularism, what does secularism say? Secularism says that either there is no God, there isn't a creator, or if there is, that creator is marginalised. And you can believe in it if you want to or not. At the centre of the world and the centre of life and the universe is man. Man is the master of the universe. This mm. is the arrogance that exists in the Western ideology where they have removed the creator, the lord of the world, the one who controls everything in the world from the life's affairs. And they've taken the role of them being the masters of the world. So you find in the West, Western ideology has put mankind or human being at the position of mastership. And and that is the ultimate uh, sign of arrogance. So looking at coronavirus, people should fundamentally thinking about their position in the world in relation to uh, the creator, the one who created everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who created the, the tufan. He created the jarad. He created the kumal. He created the frogs. He created the blood. And he was create, you know, creating havoc, absolute havoc within Egyptian society through these signs. Rather than Fir'aun and uh, his uh, people submitting to Allah. We know Fir'aun. What did he say? Uh, yeah he said i am the lord the most high he took he took lordship for himself the most high right so rather than being submissive and and submitting to allah as the they became arrogant so i think there's a fundamental lesson for us in terms of what is our position in this world and you know when we need to understand our position our position that we are lowly humble servants uh, and creation of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we should not have kibar, rather we should have uh, uh, humility and uh, servitude to subhanahu wa ta'ala.
0: Barakallahu uh, Abu Yusuf, uh, brothers and sisters, thank you very much for, for joining us. Um, going through, Abu Yusuf's going through Surah Al-Ahraf, verse 130 to 133. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your questions, your comments on this issue um, that we take heed as people with the situation, the test that we are facing, that we take heed with that. Um, A question or comment. So Brother bilal Sakanda said, would it be right to say that because the Pharaoh claims to be God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the famine to expose the Pharaoh because he clearly had no control over the
1: famine? Absolutely. And I think what we'll see in the the next verse uh, to show that um that they themselves are completely um unable to deal with that. So if we just go into the next verse, and this is a good question to take us to the next verse, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in verse 134, he says, and when the punishment descended upon them, and this punishment talking about either what's been mentioned earlier on in terms of uh blood and floods and frogs and and famine and drought, when it descended upon them, قالوا, they came to Musa. They came to Musa. Fir'aun and his people, they came to Musa. What did they say? He said, Oh Moses, invoke for us with your Lord what he has promised you. But they came to Musa alayhi salam to make dua for us, to remove this hardship, yeah, what he has promised you. Now this exposes Fir'aun says ah, no. yeah, he was not able to do anything where did they end up they end up in the uh, at the doorstep of musa alayhi a.s. asking him you supplicate to your lord because why ahida indaka, because of your covenant uh the promise that allah has made to you that he will respond to your dua so they came to him so they had to admit they had to in the face of these adversities all these false gods that they had where the Fir'aun and all the statues they had, they had to admit they were powerless, completely powerless. powerless.
0: Yeah. And
1: then what did they say? They said, La in anna They said, Look how they said, <laughs> 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 <certainly, certainly, certainly, if you remove this punishment from us, I, if you remove this punishment from us, what mm-hmm. will we do? <laughs> <laughs> we will believe you. Subhanallah. We and a, uh, Bani Israel. And we will ser- certainly free and send Bani Israel. Israel
0: with you. Right?
1: Um. So, so here, they're saying, right, in the face of this difficulty, this adversity, they were relying upon the dua of Musa, a.s. to remove this calamity from them. In return, they made a promise. In return, they made a pledge that they would believe in Musa salam, so, yeah. and they would send a Banu <inaudible> with him. So here, uh, Subhanallah, you know, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, through this, that he's t- telling us that he is the cause of calamities. Yeah, He is the cause of these things that we experience. And he is also the cause of the one who removes calamities. So that means we have to have absolute dependence on Allah Subhanahu so, Wa Ta'ala yeah for our well-being and all our welfare subhanallah subhanallah may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these
0: uh in these days in these times uh help us to be those who turn to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who look at every aspect of our lives and question what can we do better as a muslim as a worshipper of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um at this stage uh come back to summarizing uh some covering. So this is a slide when I was discussing with uh, with Abu Yusuf before the show, and um, it's got four points on it. And uh, the first point Abu Yusuf said was that the punishment. This question sometimes people get they get into twists and into all sorts of um, issues in their mind. Is it a punishment from allah it is Is not. Who knows for certain whether it's punishment from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. But definitely what we know, it could be a punishment, it could not. Nobody knows for certain. But definitely this testing situation, the Muslim has to take the wisdom, what the Muslim does is to take lessons from it. Lessons to question himself, ourselves, our life, our systems, how can we change? Secondly, this issue that, you know, this situation, the hardship in it, the good in it, is all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Islam, we don't believe in superstitions like uh, like Bani Israel and others, we believe in Qadr, that Allah is the cause of this situation, and he is the one who also can take this situation away, so we depend and follow His way, him and his way. Um, and really to humble ourselves, for the human beings to humble ourselves, to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and to realize that we are not the master. I love this phrase that he came up with. Uh, Abu Yusuf said, need to realize our place in the world. We are not masters of the universe. Uh, because as, as, as we said, the, the, the Western ideology, you know, it's like who is in control? Suddenly a virus, a tiny virus comes along and we're not masters of the universe. Inshallah Ta'ala, on Allah uh, Muhammad, on, on Friday, my guest on Friday, Inshallah, is Dr. Salman. And Dr. Salman is a cell biologist and inshallah he'll be able to discuss with us as a scientist about coronavirus this tiny thing so small causing havoc in the world what's its reality what does islam say so inshallah tune in on thursday and we have many other programs um before we wrap up we uh play this dua before we wrap up to remind ourselves of uh the situation we face and to turn to allah subhanahu what
2: uh sorry for the people who are in the world. I'm وأنزل علينا الشفاء يا رافع السماء برحمتك نستغيث يا مغيث أنت الذي تحيي وتميت ارحمنا بالشفاء وكلما قال هذا الدعاء يا ارحم الراحمين
0: امين 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 يا رب العالمين um, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to raise the situation from us, to help us to be better at the end of it than we are now, to help us to improve as Muslims, get closer to him, to give shifa to uh, Abu Hisham and all our brothers and sisters, to accept into Jannah those who have passed away from this, inshallah. Um, my guest, uh, Abu Yusuf, you, you need to prick your ears up, um, because alhamdulillah I've got some wonderful brothers and sisters coming on, so inshallah ta'ala on. Friday, the day after tomorrow, Ask the Scientist. Dr. Salman will be with us, inshallah. ta'ala. On Saturday, uh, on Saturday, live from the blessed land of Philistine, Dr. Ashraf will be joining us. So put that in your diary, 9 p.m. on Saturday, inshallah, From Philistine, what's the situation there? Brother, Dr. Ashraf from Philistine will join us on Saturday. Uh, on Sunday, Brother Muazzam Beg, most of you know him very well. Brother Muazzam has agreed to join me uh, on that day. And inshallah, I'll try to line up some other guests, uh, inshallah, to share with us in this situation what does Islam say? And that's really what we're about. The coronavirus diaries, 9 p.m. every night, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make sure you join us tomorrow, inshallah. Abu Yusuf, barakallahu feek. thank you very much for joining us. May Allah keep you and your family safe and strong. Yeah. And uh, accept and reward these efforts from you. Brothers and sisters, share the video. Show us some love. Keep us in your du'as. Take care. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.